Good Tuesday morning, early birds. You have hooked the worm, a podcast from Yellowstone Public Radio News with assistance from our colleagues at Montana Public Radio. I'm your host, Orlinda Worthington. Today is February 13th. Coming up for us today on The Worm, Bozeman City Manager asked to resign. A new approach to helping those experiencing a mental health crisis begins its fifth month on the streets of Billings. And how did Montanans with money on the big game come out? With a unanimous vote, Bozeman City leaders urged city manager Jeff Mihalik to resign. This following a leaked video showing Mihalik complaining about Bozeman, its residents, and its leadership. The Bozeman City Commission held a special meeting Monday evening to discuss a course of action on Mihalik, who has been on leave since February 1st, after the video spread across social media and news outlets. Following lengthy public testimony, commissioners voted to request Mihalik resign by Wednesday. You can hear what Bozeman residents had to say about the situation this evening during All Things Considered. That's from 4 to 7 p.m. right here on Yellowstone Public Radio News. And we'll have that for you tomorrow on The Worm. Whitefish Mountain Resort ski patrollers want to unionize. Montana Public Radio's Aaron Bolton reports they hope to join United Professional Ski Patrols of America. Whitefish ski patrollers say they make between $17 to $25 an hour. Patrol staff would like to see pay increases along with benefits like paid time off. They also want the resort to pay more for required trainings and equipment stipends. Staff say they're paying some of that cost themselves. Ski patroller and union organizer Scott Alexander says it's getting harder to keep experienced staff as it becomes more expensive to live in the Flathead Valley. We have lots of patrollers that have young families and most of us have multiple jobs in order to make this happen. Patrollers say they have asked Whitefish Mountain Management to voluntarily recognize the union. If management doesn't, union organizers hope to hold a vote within 25 days. Whitefish Mountain Resort didn't provide a comment by deadline. Patrollers and Whitefish aren't the first in Montana to unionize. Big Sky patrollers did so in 2021. Patrol staff across the West have increasingly sought union status to boost wages and other benefits. In Columbia Falls, I'm Aaron Bolton. Montana Fish, Wildlife and Parks is changing the state park reservation process. Visitors can now make campsite and lodging reservations or purchase tour tickets three months ahead of their trip. This is a change from the six-month booking window in the past. The maximum stay for each site has also been cut in half, from 14 consecutive nights down to seven. FWP says the change will allow more state park campsites to be available on a first-come, first-served basis. Super Bowl 58 lived up to the hype with the overtime win by the Kansas City Chiefs. What did that mean for those who had money on the game? Here's Yellowstone Public Radio's Kay Erickson. 98% of the gamblers who placed a bet through Sportsbet Montana ended up as winners, as did most of the betting public around the country. Montana Lottery reports that more than 41,000 bets were placed on Super Bowl with a total handle of just over $977,000. The payout was $957,000 with $24 as the average bet. Compared to wagering on last year's Super Bowl, nearly 16,000 more bets were placed on Sportsbet Montana this year, betting $229,000 more than in 2023. 
One local prognosticator, Pabu the Red Panda, did not pick yesterday's winner and is stepping away from picking teams, says Zoo Montana Executive Director Jeff Ewell. Pabu says he is out of the predicting game. He has wants nothing to do with it any longer. And so I like to think maybe it's going to go back to the Grizzly Bear Cubs, uh, where it all began with Ozzy many, many years ago. I'm Kay Erickson. Billings. Five new sites in Montana are in line for designation from the National Register of Historic Properties. On the list are sites from across the state. Some might jump out at you, like the colorful, sometimes notorious, three-story bats block, a 110-year-old former tavern up in Great Falls. Others are familiar, but maybe not for their history-rich past, like the five-mile stretch of scenic highway near Pipestone Pass that used to be part of the Yellowstone Trail. Rounding out the list is the Northern Montana College Girls' Residence Hall in Haver, a Queen Anne-style duplex from the original Butte Anaconda Historic District, and the Crystal Ice and Fuel Company in Billings. The recommendations come from the Governor-Appointed Historic Preservation Review Board. New two-person teams made up of mental health and clinicians and emergency workers now operate alongside police officers in Billings. Yellowstone Public Radio's Kayla DeRoche reports organizers are working to pin down future operations and funding. Says male requesting psych help. Here's voices that won't stop. Mobile crisis unit EMT Grace Chu points to an alert on a Billings Fire Department tablet and calls out from the station conference room. Hey, Ariel. Chu's partner, mental health clinician Ariel D. Hart, and supervisor, assistant fire chief Jason Banfield, check the digital map of 911 calls pulled up on the tablet. Dispatch received. It's a matter of moments before Chu and D. Hart load into a white SUV. The mobile crisis unit responds to mental health emergencies like suicide and psychosis with immediate crisis intervention. Crisis teams provide an alternative to law enforcement in Yellowstone and a handful of other Montana counties. The Billings Crisis Response Unit, or CREW for short, is in its fourth month. And organizers are busy working out both daily operation and a changing funding model. Assistant Fire Chief Jason Banfield says the Billings Fire Department and Treatment Center, Rimrock Foundation, managed the team with support from Substance Abuse Connect and in coordination with other public services. We can't think of everyone being siloed. We have to reach across and uh, create better pathways. Data from the Billings Police Department in years past show officers respond annually to more than 1,500 calls coded as a mental health need, most classified as incidents related to suicide. And it can be very time-consuming. Lieutenant Matt Lennox says mobile crisis units free officers up faster. Having somebody that is a professional there, even if they're working with the law enforcement officer, they just have sometimes just a different tact. Right, like, or they have more time, or they have more patience, more ability. They have better access to the resources. According to the Montana Department of Health and Human Services, other counties with existing mobile crisis response units are Butte, Silverbow, Flathead, Gallatin, Lewis and Clark, Lincoln, and Missoula counties. DPHHS previously funded operations through a crisis diversion grant program, but with that now running out, the state is transitioning crisis response to Medicaid. Earlier this month in Billings, Zach Tarakitis with Substance Abuse Connect told city council members that Montana is late in adopting Medicaid policies, which affects a lot of other services, including mobile crisis response. I don't call Medicaid a disaster, but I think that's probably fair when you're four to six months behind on paying your bills. 
DPHHS declined to provide an interview for this story. In an email, a spokesperson says the agency expects Medicaid service policies to officially be adopted this month and that Medicaid will be reimbursable retroactively through July 1, 2023. The governor last month announced $3.5 million in stopgap funding to help ease the transition. The state is trying to plug the gap specifically for mobile crisis because of the results they're seeing across the state. It's become very important to all communities because of the quality of care and it's keeping people with mental health issues out of the law enforcement system because mental health doesn't become criminal until the behavior changes because of what they're experiencing. Right now in Billings, four people staff crew in two-person shifts from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. with a goal of transitioning to 24-7 response. Back in their work vehicle, clinician Ariel DeHart and EMT Grace Chu are returning to the fire station for lunch. Chu in the passenger seat offers a package of spring roll wrappers as one possibility. Are we tofu? Are we good the clinical part of the duo, DeHart grew up in Colorado and came to Montana by way of Wyoming. She says de-escalation fascinates her. I love the challenge of every different call. It's so unique. The person's unique. They have a, a unique culture and spirituality and background and everything. And yeah, that's kind of why I love it so much. DeHart says she's pretty confident about continued support for mobile response. This is such a need and the community is screaming for this sort of stuff. In Billings, I'm Kayla DeRoche. That is the worm for your Tuesday. Join us for another episode for You Early Birds on Wednesday. The Worm is a production of Yellowstone Public Radio. Theme music composed and recorded by Zach Jones at Rapscallion Recording. Metal art call captured by Jay McGowan for the Macaulay Library. More information about The Worm is available at ypradio.org.